Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers. Welcome to another episode. We have a very fun episode planned for you today, full of all kinds of good stuff and new music releases. But before we kick the show off, as always, remember to like and subscribe and comment. And uh, if you can also rate us on uh, the... Um, I'm a 10. The Apple <laughs> Pod... The- I'm a Pitchfork 6.2. <laughs> Ooh, harsh rating. Um... Uh, on the yeah, on the Apple Podcast app too. Like, if you could uh, subscribe to that, you know, as well. But also ratings and uh, reviewing the podcast on that is also very, very helpful. And remember to share too and tell your friends about it and stuff. Uh, we try to make sure we do new album reviews every single week, you know, to try to stay on top of uh, and music news and music news. Tell as your well. enemies too, so that you can become friends. Yes, it's a point of bonding. It's uh, common ground. <laughs> and you're supposed to keep your enemies close. Yes. Um, so, all right, let's. Get- <laughs> Let's get this thing kicked off. Hit that theme song. And get it going here. Who played bass on this? I did. <laughs> I, pl- I played your bass on this. It, it makes no sense. Did I play guitar? I think I we both did guitar. I'm the high vocal on drums. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, at the end, that's you. <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> Anyway, yes. Welcome to another episode. We are here in the Get in the Garage Studios. Studio. In the garage. We're in the garage. We're in the garage. <laughs> we're in the garage. <laughs> That's in the basement. Another shelf has been added. You yes, can't see. You can't see it, but we're uh, you know we're oh, trying to. Yeah. We're gonna go three six. Just like I, I didn't even go. notice Wait, that. A new bought shelf or pulled from upstairs. That was the upstairs That's pulled shelf. From upstairs. So the whole collection is now in one piece. Back, back breaking work moving all that stuff down. it was horrible I, I was facetiming I did it on him Monday. he was doing it and I was like hey what's up man he's just like I'm carrying this fucking shelf downstairs <laughs> excuse my language um, so at the top of the episode we figured we thought we would uh, we cover we figured and yeah, we thought I know I'm sorry I we glitched. pondered I glitched out there um, <laughs> some of our favorite music news headlines stories and all that kind of stuff, uh, stuff that maybe caught our eye and we thought was a little bit funny. Um, would you guys like, I'll, I'll lead it off if you like. Please. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, uh, yeah, as people know who listen to the podcast, they know that uh, we're big Kiss fans. Or at least, Luke, <laughs> well, I, at least, at least, at least Luke and I are big uh, Kiss okay. fans. Uh, we, we all own Kiss shirts here. I'd like we to say do. that. You own a Destroyer shirt, if I'm not mistaken. I do. I was, yeah. I was uh, rejected for service in the Kiss Army <laughs> due to my, <laughs> due to my religious beliefs. I thought it was yes. bone spurs. <laughs> I don't believe in demons. It was dishonorably discharged. <laughs> we don't need your services here. But uh, I'll tell you what, Kiss made a big old uh, demonic boo-boo. Oh, um, yeah? So Kiss recently played a show in Australia. Okay. And, you know, whenever Kiss plays a show, they'll put up on the Titan Tron or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, you know, we love you. So, so when we saw them, it said, we love you, Hartford. Uh, so they're playing a show in Australia. And um, they had on their screen, we love Kiss loves you, Vienna, which, if for those who don't know, is the capital of Austria, not Australia. Good day, Mike. <laughs> I just thought of Dumb and Dumber immediately. I just watched that last night. <laughs> it's on Netflix now. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's the greatest thing. I'll try to pull up a graphic so you, that way you guys Pretty can good. see. But Pretty you know, good. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure what, what how that mix-up happened but uh 
Well, you know, Austria is a little far from Australia, so, well, you know. Well, Kiss is famous for the merchandising. I have a music news for you here. Yes. Uh, this just in. Tumbling ice. Rolling stones get new 60th anniversary igloo coolers, mm. which is a lovely, a lovely feature here. You could get your own personalized Rolling Stones uh, igloo, igloo, cooler. igloo cooler. What's the print? Is it like? Uh, is it a specific album? Well, we have like we have a couple here, but I uh, I screenshotted. We have the like, like uh, the tongues, the... all the different logos here with the like suitcase uh, stickers esque, and then we have a checkerboard uh, a la um, muddy waters, Rolling Stones artwork, nice kind of thing. Someone's got to pay for Mick Jagger's sixth house. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not going to buy itself. <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to, we, we are always bringing up Rolling Stones merchandising and yeah. Kiss merchandising yeah. on, on this podcast. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> this past week, uh, wrapped a music festival, Glastonbury 2022, which is, uh, I, I believe it's the UK's largest music festival. And uh, some headliners were Billie Eilish, Paul McCartney, Kendrick Lamar, um, a lot of other groups that I enjoy were on uh, other stages, um, Idols and mm-hmm. Crunbin and uh, Snarky Puppy and oh, nice. tons tons of things. I think it's like a four-day or five-day festival. Diana Ross had the famous legendary Legends Tea Time slot on the main stage. Oh, no. Wait, which how is, many stages is Glastonbury? It's hard to cut you I off. I think it was like four or five. Really? Yeah, it's like that huge. Many, huh? it, it's like 240,000 people there. Holy shit. I yeah. didn't realize Diana it was Ross that big. played? Yeah, Diana Ross did the so it's like uh the legend slot is the main stage at tea time on Sunday, the last day of the festival, which I believe is um like four PM. Yeah. So and Diana Ross lots of hits, so respect. She's like seventy five, I would think now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I've been seeing a lot about Glass. And pa- Paul McCartney joined on stage um, by Dave Grohl, who made his first appearance yes. since the death of Taylor Hawkins. I did see um, that as well. Yeah. Dave Grohl played uh, a couple songs with Paul McCartney, and uh, Bruce Springsteen also played with him. And uh, oh, the boss! Yeah, first Brandon first Glass and ba- first Glass and Berry since the outbreak of COVID. So they did not have it in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. So a big deal. Uh, Taylor Swift was supposed to be the first day headliner in the original 2020 lineup, but um, she pulled from that and Billie Eilish replaced her. Because I, I assume Taylor Swift's shit is scheduled out three years in advance. Yeah, so. she's got to be yeah. Yeah, booked out. Um, but yeah, I saw a lot of clips and it looked like a really successful and fun time. And it's kind of, it's a festival that's based on, you know, the Woodstock idea of yeah. peace, love, the countercultural movement. I, it was... I believe the first year was 1970 or 1971. Uh, maybe 1970 because the 2020 that got canceled I, was their 50th. So like they considered oh, this yeah. one the 50th anniversary. Yeah, one. like make up for it. Yeah, so really cool festival. Um, they're in the countryside too, kind of similar to Woodstock. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody was there. Meg the Stallion and was Limp Bizkit yeah, Olivia there Rodrigo this year? Uh, not this year. Ugh. Too bad. Too <laughs> Not, bad. We could always look forward to 2023. The Brits, the Brits don't like breaking stuff all that much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so check out some clips. Glass and Berry, Glasto, Glasto, 2022. Um, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of live performances sure. and all that stuff, I don't know if you guys had seen. Uh, shout out to Stereo Gum uh, Instagram page, uh, which is where I get most of my music news and stuff, aside aside from Blunk Stone and so on. Um, but Motley Crue, they're on tour. With Def Leppard, Poison, oh, and Joan Jett. You've piqued my interest. Um, Def Leppard? Yeah, I knew, I knew I'd get you with Def Leppard. 
Uh, but um, uh, so there was like some stuff going on because uh, Tommy Lee had broken a couple of ribs and he was kind of down and out for a couple of the first initial shows. I think that the tour was launched in May, maybe the end of May. Um, uh, shout out to my cousin. Athena and her husband Jerry, they went and saw them uh, in New York. I think it was Shea, Shea Stadium uh, or City Field now because I don't think Shea Stadium mm-hmm. exists. I think that's the parking lot now. <laughs> but um, but uh, they they released some footage of Vince Neil singing Shout Vince at the Neil Devil. And like oh, my God, man. It it was not good. I, I Awful. Really, uh, Vince Neil's voice like, is, like, is very, very rough right now. It's very rough. I've seen multiple clips from different concert appearances where his voice is just completely shot. Like Let me tell this. you. He can't hit those notes at all, man. It's It was kind of, it was yeah. really, it was sad. Public was service sad announcement. See. Not to shame, not to whatever. But just, you know, for facts and common sense kind of facts. When you gain, like, 80 pounds... It, it straight up crushes your vocal cords. Yeah. So it's no surprise to me that in the past 20 years, as he's put on more and more weight, he already had a voice that sounded like he was like shredding his cords. Yeah. And now you got weight around your neck that's straight up pushing into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why yeah, it was, it was rough, Mick man. Jagger, it was, man, it was he's running five miles a day because yeah. he knows. Yeah. Once, but it was it was you could it was never sing. See. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are talking about Vince Neil. You're right. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was talking about Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger really can't <laughs> sing like at all. Like he, it's not like he's hitting like high notes. He's just got st- more style than fucking. You yeah, know. he's more. Yeah, he's kind of his personality. He's, he's but yeah, Vince Neil comes out and he's wearing like the Vince Neil garb, but he's also wearing like this like silk kimono type robe, and it was just it's, it's so just rough, man. His voice is so <laughs> rough. Just, even Nick, even Nicky Six, you look at him because it like pans to him when there's like doing the shout. Shout! And you look at Nikki Six, and you're like, "Oh, bro!" They all—it's like, guys, just like hang it up. It's okay. Like you're you're beloved. But this is band. the thing. They—they okay. they did that whole promotion tour. Like you remember where they were like, "This is the end. We're not doing any yeah. more oh, shows." That's right. And they, didn't they, they, they signed, signed the contract. stupid contract. Yeah, that's right. It's like, man, I'm just like, that was it. Really, call it quits then, because like, you guys, you—it's kind of like, this is the, my point too. Is that bill is stacked? It's Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison. And Joan Jet. Yeah. So no, po- wait, Poison? Yeah, Poison too. That's all. Oh, of- also, a great Instagram follow is Brett Michaels. Michaels. I've recently followed him, and it's I've been, get- oh, it's I've so been getting tons of Brett Michaels clips sent to my Instagram <laughs> Me account. Too. I'm in the algorithm via- now. No, via you. You keep sending them. Do <laughs> <laughs> you send the soft kiss emoji every time you? <laughs> There's one where he's playing conga drums, and no, you're he, like, he what always... is fucking going on? Like his alligator cowboy <laughs> hat playing congas, and I'm like, oh, this is so outrageous. Mike always is just like, your tour continues here. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can always. You have, There's free bus passes no. to this tour every time. But, Backstage um, oh VIP God. experience. Back to that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Motley Crue used to be able to go out and sell out like a stadium with like two bands. Motley Crue, opener band. Now, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jet. It's a stacked bill all the way up. Yeah. It's like it's guaranteed to sell out somehow, um, some way. It's kind of like a sham that like you can't really be going out there and singing like that. It's you're charging money for it. It's not right. But see, in contrast, <laughs> don't get me wrong. No, but am you're I wrong? Right. No, am I? Oh. I'm not wrong. If you're, it's not. It's it's not right to be like <laughs> yeah. this is like a like when we saw Kiss, it was fine. The vocals sounded great. Yeah. I was not yeah. disappointed. That though, that's disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, and Kiss by themselves and still selling out venues. Just saying. Anyway, 
Uh, do you guys have anything else? Uh, I have I have one more thing. Oh, I have one. I have like, a, hev- a heavy subject. That I have came, a heavy subject came, too. Came down today, so okay. we can we can just put it out there. Um, you know, R. Kelly was sentenced to thirty years in prison for his part in oh I didn't sex see trafficking that. and Ooh. racketeering. So not a fun news story, but it is the biggest music news of today. Yeah, um, he was sentenced, or I should say, he was found guilty in September October last year, and uh, he was spent. 35 years grooming and straight up like enslaving women and keeping them in dungeons in children. Yeah. Correction children. Um, so yep. So sad, but it's interesting how like a news story, it was so like under everybody's nose and out in the open. Like he was 27 and he illegally married 15 year old Aaliyah. Very strange. He was, it was a joke about him peeing on people in, 2002, 2003. Yeah, I mean, Dave Chappelle, right? And it took 20 years after that. Well, it was almost like Dave Chappelle was like, everybody knows about this, so I'm just going to literally sing a song about it on cable TV. And like, yeah, and all those years later. Yeah, and it's kind of twisted that people like were laughing about it. Well, it was like a yeah, it was I mean, a documentary that really brought it down. Um, that yeah. I think it was yeah. a time no, it's the E one of those networks surviving R Kelly. Surviving yeah, R. Kelly. I think, I think it was it, Lifetime or I think e it was Lifetime. Something. It was one of yeah. those kind of it was one of those networks. Lifetime yeah, or A and E or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe it was A and E. A and E sounds more right, but yeah. um, yeah, it's a uh, you know uh, so a bummer, to, but also good that he got sentenced and he's going to spend possibly the rest of his life beyond bars. Yeah. Justice and to everybody served. that you know had to suffer for that. Mm-hmm. We uh. Yeah. We're yeah. with you when we love 100%. and appreciate you. Yeah. What was your what was your I don't want to say it after that. No, I'm done. I'm Come on, let's bring, let's bring the mood. Let's get the, oh. let's get the mood lighter. Let's I don't think the, the mood mood's going to get lighter. <laughs> get lighter. Here we go. John Hinckley Jr. says yeah. he's has true remorse oh. for his Reagan shooting. No concerts on the horizon. Nobody will book him. No. So he has a great remorse for shooting Ronald Reagan, but um nobody will book him. So if you you know, can get over the fact that John Hinckley Jr. shot Ronald Reagan. You can book him to sing some beautiful saw, country songs in your venue. Did you see the video of like he's going gr- on tour with Ted Nugent in the a, spring? A, a girl posted a video of her receiving a cra- a Craigslist email response about John Hinckley looking for a keyboard player, and she responded, and he was like, "You must have professional gear. Let call me at this time." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> The John Hinckley Jr. like reports of like him trying to get a band together is has been like, it all you know he did shoot Reagan. It's like it's it's just bizarre yeah. and it's quite it like it, it's the American spectacle. Yeah, it's it's That's something. True. Um, well That's to true. to to finish on I guess a light note <laughs> or a funny note. Uh, Who died? Vanilla. Van- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, somebody did die. That dude from the band Goblin. I can't remember his Goblin. name. Goblin. <laughs> yeah, they're like a 1970s prog rock band. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I can't I don't, remember. I, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. That's not what I was gonna say. Um, potential potential sponsorship um, opportunity. I think for us, uh, Vanilla Ice released a uh, energy drink. So I think we're gonna try What's to go called? after that. It's just called Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. Boo. And Shark Tank. Boo. <laughs> yeah, it's called the. Uh, it's the. What is it? What, I wrote it down here. He he partnered with the CEO of the No Sugar Company, and it's uh, the Joy Burst line. Um, and it's uh, yeah, Vanilla Ice. It, it's like Vanilla Ice energy drink, and then there's uh, Vanilla Ice it? only comes in chocolate. <laughs> 
that's like, like idiot marketing idea. There's one that's like Ice Ice Baby Seltzer, I think, is the only other nice. one. So not a very creative name, but you know what? We're, we're, we're coming after that sponsorship. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'll be drinking vanilla ice. A fucking energy. igloo. Send us a cooler, Send bro. Send us an igloo cooler. <laughs> full of Ice Ice tumbling Baby. Ice. Ice oh Ice. <laughs> tumbling Ice. All right, shall we shall we move on here? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Good um, Lord. I, it is now officially halfway through 2022, <laughs> so so we want to um, just shout out a quick shout out to some of our favorite albums from the first half of the year. Yeah, uh, we each picked five, and um, if we could present them with like your one sentence, why someone should listen to it, or sub- synopsis or whatever. Hmm. Just okay. the little blurb just about little each blurb. record. Mine might be two sentences. Can I go? Yeah, knowing you, <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll go first. I'll get it out of the way. Uh, my first pick is uh, "Soccer Mommy." Um, sometimes, forever. Um, we're gonna talk about our review later, but I'm gonna just say it's the feel bad hit of the summer. Um, nice. Get get your goth boots out. Um, another pick here. This is in no particular order. I have Harry's House, Harry Styles. Um, another album we reviewed on this podcast. I love this record. It's a great pop record. You should listen to it. It's the feel-good hit of the summer. Mm. <laughs> um, the other releases I have here, I have Horse Girl. We talked about this on the last episode. Um, this is your droney awesomeness. Um, as I said, I don't think there's a guitar record I'm going to enjoy more this year. It's super guitar super great. Love it. Um, also, which we did a review on this podcast. Again, uh, this is a bootleg cassette I made. Uh, Dead's uh, Blue Skies. Um, that's D-E-A-D. Um, this is a great Chicago group. It's like lo-fi, pop, um, bubblegum, awesomeness, garagey, wonderful. Check it out. Three, four singers, something mm. like that. Um, really, really good. And my fifth was, oh, uh, behind you here, we have Orville Pex, uh, Bronco. I picked this up. I love this record. Um, I was sleeping on this Orville Peck record. Um, the first one, I kind of, I'm gonna be straight with you. The kind of thought was like hipster nonsense. Um, and this record, um, I heard it and was very impressed with it. It's very good. Um, if you're a fan of country music, check out this record. It's like a different ch- kind of country. It's not derivative of the old styles, but definitely brings up all the great ones. So, right on. Check it out. There all released go. this year. Those are my top five picks of the best albums so far of 2022 nice very good all right uh i'll get into it my first pick these aren't in any particular order for me uh first pick is going to be the black keys dropout boogie uh, it was released may 13th i really like this album it's like the black keysiest black keys album mm. it's kind of leaning into like a more like their old style kind of thing uh there will be no shortage of songs for dodge commercials <laughs> in the future <laughs> or Cadillac or whatever it is. Uh, second pick, Angel Olsen. The album is big time. The cassette's right above my shoulder there. We reviewed it. Um, we really you know, dove deep into it and stuff. Love that record. Sort of in the vein of... Um, Ah, Jesus. Orville Peck. Orville Peck, thank you. Um, kind of this like dreamy country, alternative country kind of vibe. I recommend that album 100%. I didn't want to listen to it going in. I listened to it, and it's like one of my favorites so far of the year. Um, similarly, similarly, you could say to the Black Keys, Jack White released an album called Fear of the Dawn, April 8th of this past year. Um, the Jack Whiteiest Jack White album I've, I've ever heard, uh, close to, uh, I think Blunderbuss, that mm-hmm. album, uh, full of like that sort of like octavey, guitar fuzzy goodness and all that stuff. 
Uh, there's some sort of world music influences on there too. There's sort of like this mariachi kind of influence. There's all kinds of cool stuff layered in there as well. It was fun to AB that and the Black Keys together because the Black Keys and White Stripes kind of were similar for a while, but it seems like they both kind of settled in their own respective places and are kind of doing their own thing. And have stopped talking shit on each other. And finally have stopped talking shit on each other, which is nice. Um, My fourth pick, I'm going to go with uh, Krungbin and Leon Bridges. It was only an EP, but it was an EP called Texas Sun. It was released February 7th. Love that album because Krungbin has this great way of like creating this sort of like vibe, this kind of atmospheric thing, and they just kind of like set Leon Bridges free to kind of do his like R and B kind of singing thing that kind of just like hangs over everything, and it's good. I mean, Krungbin can just they can just vamp on the same thing, and it's still just it creates an atmosphere. It's not like it's this progressive, you know. That's not a shit on them. You know what I'm saying though. Um, and then the last pick is a band that's kind of like a little bit. Um, we haven't really talked about them before, but we did see them uh, a while back. We went to go see a band called Diarrhea Planet in Boston, and one of the bands that opened up for them was a band called Wunderbar. And uh, Gawk is probably like their most uh, famous record, if they have one. Um, it definitely has the most streams on Spotify. Uh, but they released an album called Devil for the Fire. It was on April 15th. Uh, it's their fourth studio album. And uh, I just dig their music. I think they're fun. They're kind of indie rock. They do a lot of this thing where like the lead singer will sing along with like the guitar parts and stuff. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're a trio. Um, you know, just a fun band. And, and it was a band that I never knew of until I saw them live. And I've kind of just been following them here and there ever since. And uh, I gave it a full listen even earlier today. 30, I think it's like 30 minutes long, the record. It's mm-hmm. totally listenable and super fun. Great, like, fun indie rock. Cool. So there you go. Um, my five choices, no particular order. Uh, debut album by a British all-female band called Los Bichos called Let the Festivities Begin. It's world music meets surf music meets dance party, good vibe stuff. Um, very, very fun. My second is the debut album by Amber Mark called Three Dimensions Deep, which is like sultry, sexy, dancey R&B music. Uh, she has one of my favorite voices. I listened to that record. That was a great record. Yeah. It came out a little earlier this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely listened to that record. I think it came out end of January, maybe. Yep, I definitely listened to that. It was a um, great record. Beautiful. I've, I've enjoyed her She's put out many EPs in the past six-ish years, and this is a full length, so I think it's like 17 songs. Check it out. Great summer music, especially late night. Um, My third choice is Harry's House by Harry Styles. Just good pop stuff for the summer, Um, and more sophisticated than I expected, I would say. My fourth is by Corey Wong, and it's called Power Station, and this is the musical soundtrack to his YouTube series called Corey Wong and the Wong Notes. Um, it features special guests such as Bela Fleck and Billy Strings mm-hmm. and Larry Carlton. Uh, check out the YouTube series, Corey Wong and the Wong Notes. They're, each episode is about an hour, and they have a musical performance in there. Um, and that's all the tracks from that series. And my fifth one is Kendrick Lamar's Mi- Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Kendrick Lamar, he's the best, in my opinion, in hip-hop music. Um, it's an album that's taken me the past month to get more and more into, but... It's yeah. unfolding. It, yes, it yields yeah. a lot. Did you see he yes. brought his baby out on stage yeah, at Glastonbury? Yeah. It was pretty cool. And he wore, cool. he wore a bejeweled crown of thorns yeah. and yes, with he fake did. blood coming down his face and gospel choirs and dance troops and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's my number five. And uh, so check check all of those, all 15 of those albums out. You know, yeah. Consult your nearest 
streaming service. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, I mean, it wasn't in my or five. Or a record store. It wasn't in my top Telegraph, five, New London. I will, I will third the the Harry's House record. That's probably it's not on my list, but I'd say that's probably so far of all the albums that that might be my favorite one released yet this year. Why do you not put on your list then? Because I just, you're afraid thinks, of this consensus thing. Thinks, you don't like thinks, the consensus. No, 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 it's not a consensus. I just don't want to like take some. You know what I'm saying? Because I figured, oh, some. Well, one of you guys is already going to pick that. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but a, you could just agree and be like, yo, man, that was a great. Yeah, this true, is why true. I he's liked a, it. He's a your trailblazer. Opinion, your he's opinion, a maverick. yeah, he's yeah. a maverick. But your opinion matters in this. Thank you. Why well, you I like something is also that. important. Yes, he wanted so. to highlight. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. So, yeah. Respect. So, anyway, so there you go. There you have it. Uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hit you with two new album reviews. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Get in the Garage, the music podcast for music lovers. Uh, we are going to be reviewing two new albums that came out this past Friday. Um, it will be a Friday. The Friday before last, by the time this comes out, though. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they need to know that. We're time These traveling. are new albums. Yeah. These are new albums. They're, they're, they're new albums. We're going to... Before we're... we get into this. Yes, please. What's up? Uh, Canary in a Coal Mine on our YouTube page. Mm. Uh, by the police? My favorite song. <laughs> uh, stated yeah, that a big they were upset with that we did not have the uh, Kate Bush album in our wall of albums. Yes. So uh, shout out. I don't. I don't. It's, he does it's on, it's on the Hounds list. of it's on, Love. I just Go wanted to give you a it. shout out. Thank you for the comment. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. If you want to buy it for us and ship it to us. 477 River Road. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? <laughs> it's Send me your free shit. <laughs> I don't care. <coughs> Luke's going to get a stalker now. Um, <laughs> hey, man, you got any more podcast episodes? <laughs> Send it. I need an album, I need an album recommendation, man. Um, all right, so Luke, why don't you why don't you talk about uh, what are the what album we're going to talk about now? Because this this made your this made your list of one of the albums of the year. So yeah, um, I definitely fell in love with this artist. I was not uh, really into this artist before like this uh, Friday. Um, this is Soccer Mommy, um, the alias of Sophia Allison um, from Nashville, Tennessee. Soccer Mommy has released. Um, this is kind of like the third official album. Um, I guess there's like some like more demo-y, loose albums before, but um, this is like the third major release from uh, Soccer Mommy. Um, the album is Sometimes Forever, um, and we are going to get into it. Um, I really like this record because, as I described earlier in the episode, I think it's like the feel-bad, gothy um, hit of the summer, um, and I, I just really uh, I really like this record. It yeah. spoke to me on many levels. Yeah, I really enjoyed this record. I thought it was well-paced. It's 42 minutes long and 35 seconds, uh, 11 songs. So it's like, it's it, not... Before we get super into this as well, um, the producer, Daniel Lopton, I don't know. Lopatin. Lopatin, thank you. I knew Jeff. He goes by the, the name uh, One Tricks Point Never. He's an electronic music artist uh, based in Massachusetts. Famously who... did... Famously uh, has done the scores for the last two movies by the Adam Safdie brothers, um, Good Time and Uncat Jams. Uncat Jams. Um, Thank you. Check out his album, Magic 10 Tricks Point Never, which I think came out in 2020. Um, analog synths and retro stuff, and he works with The Weeknd now, and um, he produced, I believe, this whole entire record, and kind of puts his like 
gauzy, shoegazy, textural, ambient, reverb packaging around all these songs. So basically what you have here is um, Soccer Mommy would be kind of like a garage rock um, adjacent band, um, more on the singer songwritery um, side of garage rock. This record takes that garage rock feel um, and places it in um, what I would say is what Jeff was noting, the beautiful production. Um, I feel like all the songs are kind of placed in songscapes, soundscapes mm-hmm. of themselves. The songwriting is like it's great songwriting, but the vocal delivery is a more of like a long, drawn out kind of kind of not like one note the entire time, but more like one noted um, mm. dry like dry vocal delivery, while the music around it is giving you the the feeling and the stylized texture. Um, I super enjoyed this. I think it was most effective on like the single shotgun. Um, you have a Pixies Nirvana E um, verse, which is kind of in a minor, and then it blasts up into this like major Oasis style chorus um, where it's got like big. The vocals are big out front. Um, it's got the great keyboard that like is doing the the synthy through the whole thing it's covered in reverb um the other song on the album that really does the same thing really great is following eyes it has the same kind of like mellow verse into the loud um bombastic chorus it kind of it's like the quiet loud of the pixies but when you get to the chorus it's it's an oasis chorus it's a um it's big and bolsterous. It's really great. Um, so those two songs have that on it. And then um, other on the record, it gets, you know, other textures. But, like, yeah. you know, that's me g- gushing about it. What did you find that you liked about it? Because you told me you enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, initially, it was like I kind of got, like, a late start to really kind of diving into this record. And I did a lot of listening with just one earbud in. And uh, you actually were the one who was like, don't do not do that. Don't do that. You have to listen to it in full full headphones if you can or on a stereo system or something. Uh, and I'm, ha- I'm so happy that I did that. I had kind of like, you know, I had about an hour to burn one day after work, uh, kind of running errands and stuff. So I I threw both uh, earbuds in and I gave the whole album a listen to front and back. And literally I got home and I called Luke and I was like, hey, man, I finally got to listen to it all the way through. And he's like, you hated it. And I'm like, no, I love this album. I think it's killer. Um, like Luke was saying, I mean, the the dynamic range of this album is great. She has this great sense of like loud, like quiet, loud, quiet, loud. Like she does that like super effectively. Standout tracks for me. I love the song "Darkness Forever." You, we, I mean, Luke was playing that for us when we. Oh no! Do you came. mean uh, "Unholy Affliction," the one that was like the heavy, heavy one with the heavy drums? No, I I like "Darkness Forever." Okay. That's like that's kind of my favorite one. "Darkness um, Forever" is a great track. There's like that. a cool part where it's kind of got this, and uh, shout out to Jade, my wife, because. Uh, there's one part where it's kind of like this, like um, the guitar part is kind of doing like these sort of like single note rung out kind of like chord progression things. And it's, she's like, this sounds like an evil Weezer guitar <laughs> thing, you know, but it also kind of has this sort of like. Yeah, it's doing of- like the down, 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 down. Yeah, and it has this vibe of uh, it, it kind of has like that similar to like, I remember the first time I listened to like She's So Heavy in full and like at the end of She's So Heavy, it's like. Boom, 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 boom. Like it has that sort of like 
guttural sort of thing you know um to, for me this is my favorite track on the album i like the the the, the lighter songs the sort of like the happier sort of mooded kind of songs like i like those but i think for me the standout tracks on here same thing with unholy affliction it's it's that dark brooding sort of like tensiony building like like, Got, like gothy but Got, it's not yeah. like it's not gothy in like the 80s cure goth it's like gothy in like the like the mall goth sense you yeah, know what it's i mean like dark, yeah it's like, like the, it's, ga- the goth girls in clueless yes <laughs> yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like sure. stylized goth it's yeah, like right. it's it's like mall gothy and like this song sometimes forever is is that like like you said, it's almost like anti Weezer. It has like Weezer things, but it's like evil sounding. Yeah, and it's like evil. The, it's like it's the like, way she phrases yeah. the vocals on that song too is great because it's like it, it just sounds like so kind of like innocent, and then like yeah. but the music is so evil and foreboding, and then at the end it breaks into that like beautiful wash of like boom, boom yeah. Um, it's like an ocean wave breaking over you. It, I love this song. Yeah, and then just two more shout-outs, and then I'll pass the torch off to Jeffrey. Uh, I love the intro to the song with you, that like the arpeggiated synthy, that and then it turns into a completely different song. I didn't think it was going to go where it goes. Uh, and then following eyes, like Luke was saying, my fa- I love that. I love the drum sound on that. You can hear the room. It's just that. It's oh, it's almost like, what was that? Oh, man. Uh, the, I think it was the more recent Fiona Apple album where she's like squeaking a desk and stuff like to get the like it's yeah, like yeah. you you it sounds like it's just like a mic in a room recording like one single mic just kind of like with well, the purposefully end, the end of that song too has the the drum fills that are like you could tell it's like a live drum fill because he's like doing like different patterns all mm-hmm. all over the place yeah. and you're it's great live yeah. drums it's you, you could tell it's a rock band but it's stylized like a modern pop record yeah it's got all this record has a lot of things yeah. going for it. i like it a lot yeah, it, it's very much that um, mid '90s gothy alternative style music. Uh, I thought it was kind of like it reminded me uh, vocally of Mazzy Star. Yes, um, it reminded me uh, like sonically, like the whole of it of Garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are familiar absolutely. with that group. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the sounds were kind of uh, my bloody Valentine shoegazy type of stuff. Um, I thought it worked really well. I think it's a great sounding record. I think uh, vocally, it. I think it's really done well. My wonder traction is when the music is high energy, the vocals still stay in that like dream pop mm. land. So like I I listened to it for like the third time this morning and I got halfway through and I'm like, yeah I can't, I'm yeah it's gonna kind of put me in that sleepy space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't really listen to this right now. Um, but I think it's a really well done record. I think um, that the production by OPN is really helps these songs because I've listened to the past Soccer Mommy releases and I didn't connect with them as much as this because I think the sound is just in different yeah. in different spot. It reminded me of an album from last year, one of my favorite albums from 2021, which was the Halsey record, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, which was entirely produced by uh, Nine Inch Nails. Mm. So it's that same kind of brooding, emotional, atmospheric, tension type of thing while still being really poppy and catchy and memorable. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend this this record. I yeah. 
I like Great the record. the cover art as well. I think does a lot for the record in like what the record's about because it like, literally looks like the Loveless cover by My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, and it but and it has like <laughs> yeah. that thing where she's not showing her face in in it where like the lyrics too like are you have to listen to the lyrics to like really hear what she's singing about. Um, and there's great lyrical content on here. None, none of the lines are like out there at all. Um, I like. Um, I wanted to shout out the line, um, "Menthol and uh, coffee on your breath." Great, great mm-hmm. lyric in uh, "Shotgun." It was one of my favorites. I also kind of wanted to shout out to the fact that when I listened to it and I saw other reviewers kind of said the same thing. I thought first listen because uh, I never listened to this artist before um, was a. Uh, Oh my God! I'm not gonna. Cheryl Crow was what I thought because I thought like maybe I thought I was like when I was listening to this I was like I kind of thought like Are you strong enough to be my man? Is like the vocal kind of thing about this record that has a lot to do with that and not so much her style of music but I feel like it's her songwriting is similar to a Cheryl Crow yeah. song almost um, in a lot of senses in some ways. So I like that a lot. So yeah. I liked how it hit like all the moody things mm-hmm. we said, but also I got like Cheryl Crow, Liz Fair, um, the more pop, right. poppy Guyville, side of the 90s. Right, yeah, right. it's all yeah. Guyville. It's yeah, definitely yeah. a Liz Fair affair. But um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm I'm very much in tune to this style of music. Um, one, the female-driven rock mm-hmm. band. I in like in love with that. I think females have made like the best records this year. Um, like I've been talking to Mike about that, and so I will uh, be yeah. very much on the so, higher end of the rating scale. So then, yeah. So then, two questions. First question, <laughs> exclusively for Luke: Are you picking this or the new the newest snail mail record? I think this is better than the last snail mail record. Okay, I okay. like it more than that. Right and on. I was in love with that record. So then, what is your rating of this thing? I don't know just what I gave record, that record. Just for the record, the record, <laughs> um, uh, the rating rather. Uh, Pitchfork gave it an eight. I did see that. I think I'm going to give this an eight five. I really like this. Yeah. Um, I've fallen deeply in love with it. I think if. If it's not your thing at first and you kind of like it, give it a couple more listens because I think it really seeps in. Yeah, um, yeah, I like it because it's just got the moody, like, I like Mazzy Star on a hot day. I like this on a hot day. So it's yeah. kind of that with the poppy vibe. Yeah, I'll join you. I'll say eight. Oh, I was going to say eight five, though. Eight five. Oh, okay, I, okay. I rate it a little higher. I think it's I think it's really well done, especially for, like, what this record is. Eight yeah, five. Yeah, I'll say a solid eight. For Strong me. eight from me as well. Yeah. Highly recommend like yeah. a, a hot day at 6 p.m. type of record. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Driving yeah. home from work or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with one, I, I one can, single tear. I can attest to that. That's where I, that's how I listened to this album. <laughs> it wasn't 6 p.m. It was 4 4 p.m. But still, <laughs> it was a yeah. hot day. It's the humidity that gets you, you know. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> the second album release um, is by the band Muna. It's the latest record um oh i did not write the title down How it's, silly a self-titled. it's a oh, self-titled it is a this okay. band is yeah, from la like, why did i not yeah they're from los angeles yep they another were, they 11 were, song track listing yep it's pretty short they were signed to rca records on a major label deal um released two albums the second album to some pretty high acclaim then they got dropped from their label and got picked up by uh phoebe bridgers am i correct on that and they got released this new record on an indie label and it's their most poppy release yet and most forward facing of who they are so let's get into it yeah um i i love the fact that they're a power trio (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they, they're, in a, some, they're in a, some sense of that. They're word. a studio. Yeah, I call, they're a, I call them a power they're a studio trio. power trio because they don't have a drummer and all or bass player. Well, yeah. doesn't matter. But <laughs> no, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Um, it, this album reminded me of the records by Haim over the past decade. Mm. Um, it reminded me of that same kind of era of the mid '90s to late '90s. It was kind of like alternative girl band music mm-hmm. not as poppy or bubblegum as like spice girls but in that realm it reminded me of the poppier tegan and sarah type stuff it reminded me of wilson phillips mm. um and mo- the most uh i think the most like shadowy influence on this music it sounds so much like imogen heap that unfortunately it, i that was a detraction for me because I was like, these. This sounds like Imogen Heap B sides, or, or not to say B sides like they're bad songs, but it just sound like the Dif- way, yeah, the way like the lead vocals different. sound, the way the stacked harmonies, the the structure mm-hmm. of the songs, the the moodiness and the kind of poppy with like a mysticism type of bend. Like you can tell, there's some weirdness in it. If you know Imogen Heap, you know you know like hide and seek and all the shit that was big in 2005 to 2009 um i think that's a big influence on this stuff but i think it's really well done poppy summary high energy yep. harmonies super anthemic as well i would just like, like to panthemic panthemic i'd like to give pandemic. you a quote um <laughs> that's a sick record <laughs> this was a uh, jesus <laughs> thank, thank you thank you thank you I'd like to give you just a quote um, that they tweeted out while they were making this record. Our next project, because this describes this record well, and I don't want to mischaracterize it, so this is a great way to do it. Our next project will be very gay, and it will probably be, it'll be called Gay, probably. So yeah. it is a – that's their own statement about it. Yeah. Um, they, it's a forwardly effacing, um, you know, queer record, I would say. Mm-hmm. All of them yeah. identify as that. Um I did not get that on the first listen, and I was like, "What are they singing about?" You know what I mean? And I was like, "This is a pretty out there like pop record. It's an indie pop record. I do know." Yeah. But um, I looked up, and then I did like a little research, and I was like, "Oh, this record makes more sense to me now." Yeah. Um, it's it fits in a a place in a culture, and um, to hear pop songs of facing that way, like so, just like effortlessly and like very uh blatantly it reminded me of there we go um it reminded me of that song and i'm not gonna be able to think of the artist but it was on rolling stones top 100 songs um and it was like in the top 20 and i'm not gonna it's called dancing by myself robin robin Mm -hmm. it reminded me of that kind of anthemic um thing because i you know it definitely had all that all those vibes going for it and i think they actually in interviews have been highly referencing her as a major influence on this sound because the song what i want the second track on the album um, my favorite track the chorus like of like being like i had to hide who i was and now i'm going to be unabashedly who i am um the chorus is i want to go dancing in a gay bar uh it's that kind of whole stylized thing it that song to me sounded like that robin song but Mm -hmm. um the that's what i want it was anthemic i really liked it it's definitely it feels like an album of our time um and i liked the other aspect i really enjoyed about this record is that there was a country song in the middle of it um right right yeah which yeah. i really liked kind of girl is the name of that track um i liked that it was like kind of the 
like children of the Taylor Swift era where Taylor Swift was a country artist and then became a pop artist where they were like, okay, so we can do a country song on here. And it's kind of uh, a part of that like queer country movement thing. Uh, uh, Orville Peck in the back kind of is on that flag as well in some respects. So I or, really Orville, Orville, but uh, to have a country song in the middle of a queer indie <laughs> pop record was very very cool. It yeah. it I it was a different feel. It caught me off guard at first, and then I was like, "This is great! I really like this." Yep. It added texture to the record, so the whole record isn't like a dance pop record. Mm-hmm. It ebbs and flows, and it really helps to add. Um, just a, a lot of different like you know flavors to the record yeah. it's not all one note uh you know can i also shout out one more I, I, yeah please runners high on this record was is kind of like an oh, outlier yeah. it's the most like club bangery club mm-hmm. banger on here i love lyrically what they did um you know, like when you're with somebody and you're in the cleanse, the runner's high. It's the whole relation to that feeling like you're, you know, in an intense situation. And the music is like so like um, Tron, like <laughs> on a, on a runner's high. It's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a really cool song. I really like this song. Um, Mortal Kombat. Like I really felt I like this record more and more the more I listen to it. It's yeah. just got a lot of like it's a fun record. It's fun, 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 fun. Also, I would just like to say I I do owe you an apology. Yeah. Because that song Loose Garment, where yeah. you said that it has that line, like I used to wear my sadness like a choker, but now it drapes over me like a loose garment. I'm I'm paraphrasing here. That's not the exact thing. Yeah. Luke said that to me, and I was like, eh, that's corny. And then, like, I listened to it, and I was like, no, that's a good line. Yeah, yeah it's a really a good, good lyric. Because I was like, line. I was like, I was listening to that, and I was like, oh, man, like, that is a, that's a lyric at the end of this record. Is and- that the, that's the first track with Phoebe Bridgers, right? No, no. that's Silk Chiffon. Uh, uh, Loose Garment is the <laughs> I had, second to last I had song. My, I had my blouses mixed up. <laughs> That's what I also love about this record. There's two <laughs> songs about fabrics. Like, there's Loose Garment and then the... Silk Chiffon. The banger Silk Chiffon. Looks like, what the fuck is Chiffon? <laughs> Who's Chiffon? Who's Chiffon? I had to look it up. I thought it was like a neck scarf. It's a dress. I don't know. Who yeah. would know? I didn't know. I, I'm yeah, Suns like Out, a, Guns it's Out. It's like a polyester here. material. Yeah, I told him. I was like... I was, I, was talk, I was talking to him on the phone the other day. And I was like, yeah... The only people who know what Chiffon is is, like, the members of Muna and, like, everyone's meme. And Jade's like, I know what Chiffon is. And I'm like, you're a meme. Yeah. She's, like, she's a meme she's... in waiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. She's a lovely lady. She's a lovely she lady. She's a lovely get... lady. She... She's going to be a lovely meme. Yeah, she she's going to be a good meme. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this album played uh, played well initially up front. Like, I was kind of like, mm, unsure about it. But the more I listened to it, similarly, like, you know, it kind of grew on me. Um, I do, just to highlight one other song, um, I like the song uh, No Idea. I thought that was cool. It has a catchy chorus. And um, they do, like, this cool, like, auto-tuned mm-hmm. kind of play mm-hmm. on the vocals, which I really enjoyed. So, you know. Oh, No Idea. Yeah, I like that one as well. Yeah. Very good. Solid. Um, anything. Solid. Can, I, I'd like to shout out one. But me. I'd, I'd like to shout out one thing, which is um, after listening both these records, there's an artist that um, she's still around making music, but so infrequently, and I think she's only like 30, 31, 32 years old. Uh, her name's Sky Ferreira. She made a couple records, EPs, and an album in like 2012, 2013. That if you like either Soccer Mommy or Muna, the two new records, check out the album Nighttime My Time by Sky Ferreira because that is 
the perfect Venn diagram intersection of both of these records sound. Mm. Um, highly recommend. And I would be extremely surprised if neither of these artists were highly influenced by that. Yeah. Um, it, it was like a critical darling, like top of everybody's list when that record came out, I think 2013. So check that out with both of these. Um, yeah. Ratings. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm, you know, not to, I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but I, I am also going to say strong eight for this one. And it yeah. like, just like soccer mommy, it might grow on me and I might enjoy it even more as the summer yeah. progresses. Cause I think this is a great summer record. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with pitchfork. I'm going to go seven, eight. I know that's kind of like a weird, <laughs> oh, we're going. that's kind of like a weird, seven, eight. but like a seven, like a, a seven and a half, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I love the soccer mommy record. This one it's probably it's like just outside right. of like maybe like my uh my 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 taste my whatever but sure. i'm like i like it a lot you know what i mean and i'm really really happy that i listened to it i think it's a great record and i'm excited to see maybe what the next muna album uh has to offer too so i'm 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 looking forward to seeing where they go from here 75 i think it's really good it's very strong pop album it's it's a great pop record if you're into pop music this is on you should, this should definitely be on yeah, your radar, yeah, yeah. high on your radar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great pop release. All right, well there you go, there you have it. Check both of those albums out. Let us know what you think in the comments below as well. How do you rate these records? And uh, did you like them? Did you not like them? And uh, and why? I'd also like to note, guys. Yes. That I've been suns out, guns out for all of our summer podcasts. Well, yeah. guns have been out. Have you been out in the sun? <laughs> Well, once, once. Oh, once at the beach, once one time. Yes, you did go to the photographic beach. evidence. I did see that. Yes, that's true. So, um, I w- would uh, invite everybody at home to suns out, guns out with me. I know I, I can't see you, uh, yeah. but this is uh, the vibe of the summer. So, yeah, enjoy it. It's, I'm doing this purposely for this podcast. Yeah, for for the summer. When's your cut? When are you going to end? Uh, when I feel Labor the Day vibe maybe? of summer has ended. Oh, okay. So who knows? He could be Suns Out, Guns Out in October. It could be all summer long. I could be Beach Boys in the, over here. You guys he don't know. He could be Kid Rock in it all you summer long. You can't see it, but he's he's Kid bro- Rocking up and down the block <laughs> with a bottle of scotch. He, uh, you don't you can't see it, but he very much like Brian Wilson put his piano in a sandbox. Uh, his feet are actually in a sandbox oh, right now. I thought now. he was wearing flippers. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's actually kitty litter. It's not sand. But, I actually know. haven't left this house in twenty years. <laughs> He, he's only owned it for four. That's the weird part. <laughs> Special announcement. Next week's episode will be our 100th episode. Oh, yeah. So that's tune right. in. We will have a special guest. Yes. And uh, we'll be discussing some special topics, uh, more some summer music topics. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just remember also, again, like, you know, like we always say to end off the podcast, make sure to like, subscribe and share with all of your friends and uh, leave comments below. Let us know what you think. If there's anything in particular that you would like us to cover as well, we're always open to uh, suggestions and all that stuff, you know, or uh, if you think we were wrong about anything too, make sure to let us know. So until next time. Love, peace, hair grease. Love, peace, hair grease. Have a good week at school, everyone. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.